Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yow, show number 1783. Today's April Fool's Day, but no April Fool's for you, no tricks, just another great, inspiring automotive enthusiast. Buckle up. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Santa Rosa, California, with a very special guest and a longtime listener to Cars Yeah, Paul DeCruz. Paul, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? DeCruz is ready for cruising. Let's go, Mark. <laughs> I love it. What a great last name. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing most people don't know about you, Paul? You know what, Mark? Most people don't know that I speak fluent Portuguese. My mom was from Brazil. My dad was from Portugal. Growing up, my uh, my kid friends would say, he speaks pork and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. If I tried to speak Portuguese, that's about what it would sound like, I think. Right. Uh, yeah, I studied some languages in, in school, but I don't remember most of them, sadly, because I don't get to use them. But uh, that's pretty darn cool. So uh, I always admire people that have uh, other languages they can speak. My brain has a hard time managing that for some reason, but uh, I can order a beer down in Mexico. That's about it. Or maybe in, in Germany and some uh, palm fritz, uh, French fries in Germany, but that's kind of it. Well, let me give you a proper introduction, Paul. We're going to dive into your life here today. Paul DeCruz is president of Cross Communications and has worked in advertising, television, and publishing for over 30 years. His career began in large New York City ad agencies planning multi-million dollar media buys for brands including Jaguar Cars, Diet Coke, and Miller Beer. He has held advertising positions with the Golden Gate Chapter BMW Club and the Pantera's Owner Club of America. Paul founded events including BAM3, Bay Area M3s, which were the largest gatherings of vintage BMW E30 M3 cars on the West Coast, and they raised money for children with medical disabilities. Very cool. He has done work for Corvette Magazine, Bimmer Magazine, Excellence Magazine, and the always lovely Sports Car Market Magazine. And in his spare time, Paul loves to give his friends and clients tours of the wine country in his vintage Jeep, which he appropriately names Paul's Tipsy Taxi. There you go. Try to say that three times fast. We'll be back in just a minute to dive into Paul's life, take a little ride in the Tipsy Taxi, but first a word from our valued sponsors. So sit tight, keep the seatbelts on. We'll try not to get too tipsy here today on Cars Yeah. Be right back. Are you heading out on the highway for a road trip this summer? I can't wait to hit the road. Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling. Their plush custom fit mats or Berber mats turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs 
are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code ya 21 that's Y-E-A-H-2-1, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code ya 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same, and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Paul, we're back. And as we continue on uh, this uh, tipsy taxi ride with you today, sounds so fun. It's fun to say. I'd love for you to share a mantra or some kind of saying that's important to you that maybe guides you through life. So since you're the driver today, take the wheel. Mark, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. You're welcome. What's interesting is you and I would not have been speaking today if it wasn't for this awful pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of leads me to my mantra, which I'll explain in a minute. But my success mantra, I'd say for the last 30 years, is just two words, embrace change. That's very difficult to do. It's easy to say, but it's difficult to do. We set up our lives to you know, just have the perfect routine and the perfect life. But when those things get upended, it's really, really hard to accept change and move forward. But what I have found is that there's, you know, later in life, you find out that there's a silver lining. So if you crashed your car or you lost your job, you know, you fight it because you don't want those changes. Mm -hmm. But later in life, maybe a year or two down the road, you realize, oh my God, you know, I have a better job or I love my new car, which leads me to this podcast because if it wasn't for the pandemic, I wouldn't be walking around listening to audiobooks and podcasts like I do right now. So I think in life, you have to embrace change. I actually have it written down on several pieces of paper around my office because <laughs> it's hard to do, <laughs> but uh, I'd say that's my success mantra. It's a absolutely spectacular mantra, and I believe uh, many thousands, hundreds, millions of people have had to do that with the pandemic we went through, and we're still dealing with a bit here today. I had the great Donald Osborne on my show back in late February, and his success quote was, remain open. 
Same kind of concept. Remain open to things that come to you. Don't fight them. That includes change. That includes challenges. And it's these challenges that we're faced with that allow us to grow. And as you said, it allows me to get to talk to Paul DeCruz today and uh, share his story with all you listeners. So I love it. Embrace change. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you've embraced change and talk about how you've taken your career as a salesperson at Cross Communications uh, into your passion, your enthusiasm for automobiles. You know, Mark, I sell advertising for a living. I have worked in advertising for 30 years, but I'd like to take my knowledge of advertising and try to help small businesses like the mechanics that work on my car collection. They're great at wrenching and they know a lot about cars, but when it comes to things like online marketing like Yelp, they really just don't use it or get it. And mm-hmm. uh, I volunteer and I try to help them increase their kind of marketing and advertising. So that's some of the things that I do that I really enjoy taking my knowledge of advertising and, and helping small businesses. You know, I'll tell you, listeners, uh, Paul's been a listener of mine. He reached out to me a while back, and we started having some really nice phone conversations. He's given me some really, really brilliant, wonderful ideas about how I expand and scale my business, and I'm eternally grateful. Never asked for anything, just said, hey, I have some ideas for you. You want to chat? We talk cars. We have a good time. The main thing I have to worry about is watching the clock, because an hour or two will go by, and I go, oh, I got to get back to work here. But Paul's the guy who walks his talk. Now, you also are involved in clubs and uh, this event talk a little bit about this uh one of my favorite cars bmws the uh, e30 m3 this event you guys did and you raised some money to help children i think there's a, a theme here in your life paul you like to help people you know what mark when i lived in new york city i was on a, a bus going to LaGuardia airport and that was the first time i saw an e30 m3 and i just fell in love and then when i moved out here to california i just had to have that car and turned out that I I found that car. I found a a beautiful example of that car. And then I started having events here in the Bay Area. They were actually the largest gathering of E30 M3s on the West Coast. I think now if you put all those cars together, they would be worth millions of dollars because that (laughs) car is just appreciated so much. But yeah, we raised money for uh, children with disabilities. And it was a great way to get all the guys together that had that same type of marquee. But I've also volunteered my time with the BMW Club, helping them with their advertising in their magazine. Same thing with the uh, the Pantera Owners Club. Yeah. One of my uh, longtime friends here, Chris Kimball. Chris is a daily listener. Good morning, Chris. He's a Pantera guy. He's going through a bit of a challenge with uh, restoration on this Pantera. Now, going from a BMW, hardcore German sports car, to a Pantera, which is some European elegance with... Uh, heavy-duty metal iron in inside to power that thing and combining those two things and maybe not having quite the build quality of a BMW. This is a very diverse side of you. Why, why Panteras? What do you like about Panteras? You know what, Mark? Growing up, I used to draw cars as a little kid, and my friends would actually ask me to draw cars for them. And I never knew this, but the car that I was drawing looked a lot like a Di Tommaso Pantera. And uh, later on in my life, in our neighborhood, we'd be playing wiffle ball. And then I just heard this car rumbling down the road and we'd all be playing wiffle ball. We all like literally just froze in our tracks and this white Pantera came rumbling by just like, you know, that that gurgle you'd hear from that big 350 uh, one Cleveland. Anyway, 
I fell in love with that car. And uh, I actually found the guy who owned that car and offered to cut his grass for free for a whole summer just so I could look at it in his garage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think he got the better end of the deal on that one. <laughs> he did. He got his lawn cut for free for the whole summer. Anyway, I ended up buying a white Pantera later in my life. Oh, cool. But you know what? I love meeting guys that have a diverse uh, taste in cars. I have cars like a Jeep CJ7. I also have BMWs. I also have a Di Tommaso Pantera. So I love meeting guys that really enjoy having a diverse group of cars because, you know, the, the people you meet turn out to be a, a diverse group of people as well. Yeah, I always tell people, even if you're stuck in one mark, go out and experience others and meet the people because they'll share with you what they see in that vehicle that you maybe never saw. And it could spark a new interest for you, a a new uh, part of your life that will take you down a whole new path. And of course, you mentioned the key to cars and the car hobby. It's people. That's why we're really into this thing. The cars are just a way to bring us together. It's the people we meet, like meeting people like Paul and uh, getting to share his story. Now, Paul, you know, as a regular listener here, I always ask about a big challenge and you alluded to a bit of a challenge early on um, with the pandemic. That certainly has been a challenge and no doubt that's affected you. But is there a a big learning lesson and challenge in your life you'd like to share today? And more importantly, how did you come out of that in a positive way? You know what, Mark? I mentioned that I speak Portuguese. My parents were immigrants when they came to this country and as a very young boy, You know, I was asked to do adult things to help them. When I was a kid, I never realized that I was doing something difficult because I was just a kid. But, you know, they would ask me to open and read their mail, explain their mail to them, help them do their taxes. I made my own dentist appointments. I signed myself up for Boy Scouts by myself. Yeah, uh, I even had to go. I went to a Catholic school. I, I had to go to my own teacher-parent conferences to do the translation for my parents. And oh, wow. Talk about something difficult. I was not the best student. And uh, anyway. I'm trying to imagine that where you could say, go, let's see, the teacher said something I do not want my parents to hear. How could I rephrase this so it sounds a little uh, bit better? <laughs> uh, Mark, it was terrible. You know, I'll tell you that all I wanted to do was socialize. And the, the nuns, I went to a Catholic school, the nuns would tell say that I was a bad student because like all he wants to do is you know socialize with his friends and now many many years later social media is like a whole career <laughs> oh yeah we all do that every day all day long all night long <laughs> right anyway yeah no that was not difficult it was, it was not easy uh translating during the teacher parent conferences but later in life you know doing things like paying to put myself through college and adult challenges didn't seem that difficult because as a young person, I was tasked to do adult things as a very you know young person. I think that was one of the challenges that I had in my life, but it ended up working in my favor because you know now when life throws things at me, I don't think they're that difficult compared to things I had to deal with as a, a younger person. I just learned to be very resourceful. Right. You grew up fast. I had to grow up fast. That's an amazing story, fascinating story. But your parents are very fortunate to have you there to do that for them and help them in the way you did. But I'm sure as a kid, you just do that. It's your parents. You want to help them out. You want to do what you can, but definitely taught you a lot of talents and skills. I mean, being a salesperson, many people are scared to death of doing that. They're not very good at it. They're not comfortable with it. And when you come across somebody who's very good at it like you and very skilled, uh, I'm a bit in awe. And I'm sure that those 
early years as a young boy gave you some skill sets and some confidence, which is what salespeople really need to have is communication skill sets and confidence that that's carried through in your life, right? Yeah, that's correct, Mark. You know, I think that uh, when people ask me if they want to get into sales, you know, I say if there's something that you really are passionate about, it's not difficult to sell the idea of either a product or a concept or a service when you're really passionate about it yourself. That's the advice I give to other people who want to get into sales. Absolutely. And that's the key here at Cars yeah, is to find something you're passionate about and make that a part of your life. And it will become very, very fun. Maybe not easy all the time, but it'll certainly be enjoyable. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about this passion you have for cars that maybe started on that bus ride in New York. So sit tight, keep the seatbelts on. Tipsy-turvy taxi, driving in the vineyards, enjoying a day in Santa Rosa, California. California. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And while you're there subscribing, don't forget to use the code CARSYEAH and you'll get $10 off your subscription. What a deal. Use the code CARSYEAH. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Schimpke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars yeah, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars yeah listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at CrashJewelry. All right, Paul, we are back. You, you shared that story about riding on the bus and seeing that E30 M3. Uh, is there another, another pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? You know what, Mark? I shared with you uh, some stories about a Dito Maso Pantera and how that was kind of uh, a pivotal part of my life. But there was a, there's another kind of vehicle that had an important influence. And one summer, I had an employer that wanted me to work for him, but I didn't have a car. So he loaned me a, an, an older kind of beat up Jeep CJ7. And I drove that car for a whole summer. And, you know, I just fell in love with that car. It didn't have a top. I lived on the East Coast uh, at night. It, it would get cold. So I I drive around with the top off and a leather jacket. And, you know, I just really <laughs> kind of I just really kind of fell in love with that that old CJ. And that was 
kind of when I knew I was a car guy. Yeah, the CJ7. Yeah, driving around with the top off all the time. Definitely sounds like fun for a young person, for sure. Even if it is cold, you just bundle up and, and have fun. Why not? Now, you've had some unique cars. You mentioned them here. What's maybe the most special car that's crossed your life? And maybe share a memory you have about that ride. You know, if your listeners were wondering if I ever did buy a, you know, a Di Tommaso Pantera, the answer is yes, I did buy one. But I'll tell you that probably the most special vehicle in my life is a uh, Jeep CJ7. Uh, after having one for a summer, I really wanted to buy my own, but I really wanted to buy one that was just perfect. I wanted a white CJ7 that was completely stock, but looked brand new. And I looked for years and I ended up finding one. It was a police officer that uh, was selling it. And he told me privately that his wife was making him sell it because he was spending too much time on the Jeep. He had made it absolutely perfect. And he, he was really torn having to sell it. And he actually wanted a lot of money for it. And I didn't have the amount of money he wanted for it. And he told me he'd get back to me if he was going to sell it to me. And about a month later, he called me. He said, I'm going to sell you the Jeep, you know, for, for your budget. And I said, why are you selling it to me? I know you got higher offers. And he said, you're the only guy who said he wouldn't take it off road. So um, <laughs> he, he sold me that Jeep. And Mark, I still had that Jeep 21 years later. Now, is that the tipsy taxi? It is. That's, yeah. That's Paul's tipsy taxi. <laughs> you know, this is a, a tribute to what we talked about earlier, Paul, where you like to help people. The idea that you like to give people tours in the tipsy taxi to enjoy the countryside there and uh, the vineyards and so forth. So uh, I'll tell our listeners, if you go to Paul's show notes page on the Carja website, you'll be a, you'll see a picture of Paul in the vineyards in that. I, I guess that doesn't quite qualify as off-road. The vineyard roads aren't really rough. And I'm sure that that kind gentleman that did that for you, he just didn't want to see what he'd done get beat up, right? Right. You know what? I think as a car guy, we always like to sell a car and feel it goes to a good home so mm -hmm. that guy had worked so hard in that jeep it just would tear him apart knowing that he'd be selling it to a person who was just going to take it on the rubicon and kind of trash it i uh i completely understand i know when i sell a car i always like to feel it's going to a good home yeah it's always sad i sold a great old car years ago to someone and he did not take good care of it and someone else i knew wanted to buy it and they were asking me about it and i said oh things awesome and i was really you know playing the car up it's so beautiful and then they called and they said i'm here looking at this thing i don't think this is the same car and he'd left it out right. he hadn't taken care of it and i thought oh man all that effort i put into that car to make it so nice and i drove it to work every day but i just really took care of it and this guy just didn't he you know he enjoyed it for a while and just parked it out of the side of his house so it's always kind of sad that's why it's like i say uh cars we've owned are like past girlfriends you got to just let them go uh the memories are right, better, right, the memories right. are better than the reality of bringing them right. back into your life right. well right. here's a bit of an introspective question for you paul if uh, you were manifest as a vehicle and this isn't what you want to be this is more your personality in a vehicle what would paul de cruz be but more importantly why hmm if i were a car you know what, Mark? I think I think the best to answer that question would be it would be Speed Racers Mach Five. That's, <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's a pretty that's cool the car. car. I would be. Yeah. Now, why the Mach Five? When I was a kid, you'd watch Speed Racer, and that car could like it could leap over mountains, it could cut down trees. Yeah. It had all kinds of. You pushed a special button, it could do all kinds of tricks. So uh, I think I think that best describes me and my personality. 
Now, with that car being able to do so many different things, how does that relate to your personality? I mean, do you, do you kind of feel that you're the kind of person that can do a lot of different things? I mean, you talked about, again, helping people in a lot of different aspects. Uh, in a way, the Mach 5 helped, you know, the Speed Racer win uh, events and things and helped him go out and do good deeds in a way. So is that how that relates to how you feel about yourself? Yeah, sort of, Mark. I, You know, I just think that, I can be sort of a, you know, kind of a chameleon as a, as a salesperson, you meet all different types of people and you kind of have to adjust to different people's personalities. And I think that, you know, as a guy with the, a diverse set of cars from Panteras to CJs to German vehicles, that Mach 5 could do a whole bunch of different things. And I think that, that that's a good reflection on my personality as well. Nice. Perfect. I think you're the first Speed Racer Mach 5, which kind of surprises me. I enjoyed that enjoyed that show greatly when I was a kid as well. Although sometimes they would have the car do things. I'm like, how? A car can't do that. What's going on with that? But it was, that was the graphic style of that cartoon of the day. So uh, maybe I was being a little bit too literal with that Mach 5. By the way, I've had a guest on this show who owns a full-size drivable version of the Mach 5, which is pretty cool. Uh, imagine driving that around. So maybe I need to connect you two so he, you could go for a ride in the real Mach 5 with him. That would be fun. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, with the uh, 1,700 past, you know, guests, I, I could have sworn someone else had said Speed Racers Mach 5. So if I'm the first one, I feel real honored, Mark. Thanks. Oh, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, for you listeners, will remember uh, guest Don Gottwald, who was guest number 1403, I believe. He's the president of Digital Data and Mobility Solutions. Yeah, he's got like a real live full-size version of the Mach 5, which is, again, pretty darn cool. I'm just imagining, you know, how fun that would be. It's like driving around the Batmobile, uh, which is pretty right. cool. So, uh, yeah, maybe I can pry that out of his hands and let you borrow it for a couple days to drive around <laughs> Santa Rosa. All right, Paul, we're up to the checkered flag. Uh, here we go. Some quick questions for you. If Let me ask you this. What's one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes? You know what, Mark? I make lists. I make lists every morning. I find it a lot easier to have things written down mm -hmm. than having to remember everything I need to do. And at the end of the day, you know, I love checking off things that I've gotten accomplished. So I'm a big list maker. I think that's really important. It's helped me. Now, I work on a computer all day long and there's a on my Mac, there's a little uh, app thing called Notes. And I have it up in my on my screen in the upper left-hand corner. You can shrink it down to just a yellow bar. I've got it in yellow, and it's titled Today's Goals. And every morning, the first thing I do is I open that because the night before, I set the next day's goals. And it really does help me remember. I've even gotten up in the middle of the night when something's hit my head and I've come out my computer and I put it in there because I'm afraid when I go back to sleep and wake up, I'll forget what was it that was so important. Uh, but that's I like to do the same thing. I just do it in a digital way. Plus, it automatically goes on to my mobile devices. So if I'm somewhere else, um, I can tap on that and say, oh, that's right. I got a doctor's appointment. I need to head over to that. So lists, lists. Yeah, very, very important and very successful uh, thing to add to your daily ritual. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and enjoy a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or someone who's passed, who would it be? It would be Alejandro Di Tommaso. Ooh, yeah. Um, I would love. I would have loved to sit down, and have a drink with him, talk to him about all kinds of weird stories about the Pantera or designing uh, and launching the Mangusta back in the '60s. I think he'd have some real fascinating stories. Now he was from Argentina, correct? 
That's correct. He was from Argentina, and he ended up marrying a very wealthy woman in Italy. The, the Actually, the Di Tommaso logo are the colors of the Argentinian flag. Yes, yes. A lot of people don't know that, white and blue. Yeah, my wife lived in Argentina for about four years. She loved that part of her life. She was in high school. And, of course, De Tomazo, the De Tomazo Mangusta, when I was a kid, was the one for me. And there was a kid in our school whose dad was a doctor, and he always had cool cars. He had a Mira XKE, a, a Jaguar E-Type. And I remember he drove up to school one day on the new Mangusta, and I just about lost it, like you did with that Pantera. I'm like, what is that thing? That's like the coolest thing ever. And I got a ride in it, and I've always loved those cars ever since. I've heard, though, they're not the greatest cars. Panteras are probably a little more comfortable, a little more usable. Yeah, the well, the Mangusta was a, actually a very fast car, but wasn't as refined as, you know, let's say the, the Pantera. And the Pantera wasn't even all that refined. So right. the Mangusta had kind of a, you know, a stiff backbone of a chassis, mm-hmm. and the uh, Pantera had uh, a, a different type of unibody chassis. Right. And people I've talked to who've owned those Mongoostas say they get really hot inside. They're not that comfortable, especially as a touring car, but oh, they look oh so good. So yeah, there again. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, is there some advice someone else has given you that you found very usable? One of my friends once said, listen, before you go buy a classic car, make sure you find a great classic car mechanic. <laughs> and uh, and I don't think this subject is really discussed at all. I can't really find many discussions about the fact that a lot of mechanics, it's just really hard to find a good mechanic for a classic car. You know, they're a dying breed. And I think a lot of people buy a classic car not knowing what they're getting into, yeah. not realizing that, you know, you need to find someone who understands, a, you know, a carbureted classic car. I had a great CJ7 mechanic who retired, and it's really difficult for me to uh, to find another person to work on my CJ because this mechanic, I mean, I literally could drive my Jeep in and he could tell me right off the bat what was well, wrong yeah. with it. He could almost he could almost smell the problem. He was so good. I miss him a lot. Before you buy a classic car, make sure you have that, you know, perfect classic car mechanic. Absolutely. Those gray-haired guys or no-haired guys that are fading away are so valuable. And there's so many slots open for young people that want to get into the business today of taking care of these old cars. They're going to be around for a while. So there's an opportunity. Uh, Tech Force, uh, charity of choice here at Cars, yeah, they help young people get into those fields. Now, when it comes to resources, is there a go-to for you you'd like to share some place you find yourself quite often? You know what, Mark? I, I have a small collection of BMW Z3 Coupe, and uh, there's a guy who has a website. His name is John Martin. His website is uh, mcoopbuyersguide.com, and I go to that website just pretty much every day just to see what cars are for sale online. But his site is very unique in that it scours the whole internet, and it finds every mcoupe or Z3 coupe that is for sale. He takes that information, he puts it on his website, and the cool feature of his website is that when a car is sold, he keeps it and archives it. And so when this car appears two or three years later, when it's listed, 
there's a button that says previous sales. So you can follow this car and see the history of this car being sold. So if you see a car for sale, you can click, you know, previous history and see how many times the car has been sold or if the interior has been changed or what modifications have been done. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really cool feature that I think that in the future, I could see other car websites incorporating that feature. Because to be able to look back and actually see the photographs of the car for sale two, three, ten years ago, that's a really, really cool feature. That's why I love going to that website. It's a great website. And for listeners out there, of course, the BMW, the M Coupe, that car is such a unique vehicle. And it was one of those kind of polarizing cars that when it came out, people either loved them or they went, what is going on with BMW? Right, right. I always have loved them because I like touring cars, the classic European station wagons. And to me, it looks like a little mini race car station wagon type car. I've always liked the looks of it. I only got to drive one once and I thought it was brilliant. Really fun little car to drive. They're they're kind of a cult car, if you will. Some people call them the clown shoe car <laughs> because they've got that right. fun, funny shape. But that website is awesome if you have interest in those cars. And I do love that feature where you can track a car and trace it as it goes through different buyers' hands and changes. Now, is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share? You know what, Mark? I listen to a lot of audio books. One book I really enjoyed listening to was uh, a book called Skunk Works. Uh-huh. Um, it was yeah. uh, uh, the story of the, um, you know, the U-2 spy plane. Uh, it actually, it was a kind of uh, uh, all about Lockheed Martin and Phil Rich, who talks about uh, all kinds of interesting kind of secrets that Lockheed Martin had with the different stealth fighter planes yep. and, and the YouTube. So I think Skunk Works would be a great book for any of your your listeners. Yeah, it really is a cool book. It's uh, authored by Ben Rich and Leo Janos. I'm saying his last name right, but it's a really, really unique look into some secret. It, it makes me wonder what's going on right now. What are the skunk works happening now of aircraft that we are going to see 10, 20 years in the future? We have no idea what's coming. Totally. It's got to be insane. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's got to be insane what's happening. All right, Paul, we're up to the checkered flag. This last question, it's a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you. A collector car today, but you're a regular listener, so you know all the rules of engagement here that make making this decision extremely challenging. What am I buying for Paul DeCruz today? Oh, Mark, that's an easy one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Listen to this. If Speed Racers Mach 5 and a Tommaso Pantera got married <laughs> and they had a baby. Yeah. If they, if they got married and had a baby... It would be the 1969 American Motors AMX3. Uh, um, you'd yeah. have to Google. You'd have to Google it. But uh, and actually, I even have it on my computer screen right now. Yes, um, that car. Uh, they only made you know a handful of them. They were prototypes. They were really just a concept car. But actually, the prototypes were made of metal. They were actually made by Bizzarini in uh, in Italy, but the shape of that car, the look of that car, it really looks just like you took the Mach 5 and the Di Tommaso Pantera and made them one car. Yeah. So I've always loved that car, could never buy one, and so uh, that would be my that would be my dream car. You know, I'm glad you picked that vehicle. Uh, I saw the restored version of that car on the lawn at Pebble. It was actually the first 
AMC car to ever win at Pebble Beach. It's a beautiful gold-colored vehicle. I walked up to that, and it reminded me of a of a Hot Wheels car that I had. And I don't remember the, the name. It, was, it looked like a prototype car, but it looked very much like this car. It was brown, kind of a brown metallic color. I got to go dig that out of my Hot Wheels collection and uh, hmm. look, look underneath. But uh, that was probably one of my favorite Hot Wheels after the Matchbox by Lesney kind of went away and Hot Wheels came out. But that vehicle... Oh, man, oh, man. Did you get a chance to be at Pebble Beach when it was on the lawn? That particular year, I did not. Oh, oh but, no. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah but, uh, but I have seen another version of that car at another car show. Honestly, I can't remember. It may have been Concorso Italiano, but uh, I'll tell you that when I looked inside, the interior kind of, it was a little kind of weird and disappointing, but yeah. still, it's my favorite uh my favorite dream car. There's also a, a yellow version. I believe they had that at Pebble Beach as well. Part of the Bitzerini class. Uh, mm. It was uh, a second AMX3, I believe, uh, yellow number five, uh, owned by a guy in Washington, uh, Bernie and Joan, his wife, Carl. That car, pretty cool too, but I like the gold one better. I think it's right. just the color worked on it, which is not a color I would typically pick for a sports car, but it's not even a root beer. It's lighter than that, but yeah. yeah it's kind of a copper. Copper, right? yeah, there's a good word, copper, yeah. Oh, man, you picked a nice car, my friend. Very, very cool. Paul, you take us on another great ride as, as you've always taken me every time we get to chat on the phone. I'm very, very grateful for your friendship. I want to thank you for sharing your life's journeys. Before I let you go, could you share us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off through the vineyards in that beautiful American Motors AMX3? You know what, Mark? This is just kind of advertising 101. It just drives me crazy when guys are trying to sell a really nice car and they have really just kind of nasty, old, dirty, worn out floor mats. I mean, <laughs> I know. Spend, spend the $100 and put in nice, fresh, beautiful floor mats. Not only will the car look better, present better, photograph better, but when the prospective owner gets in it, it'll actually smell like a new car. So every time I sell a car, I always buy brand new floor mats. And when the, you know, the buyer opens that door and he just sees how beautiful it looks inside. It doesn't look like I took my old floor mats and I try to wash them and they're, you know, faded and ugly. It's just, Spend the hundred dollars. You know, when you're selling a car for thousands and thousands of dollars, the hundred dollar investment will, you know, help you sell that car. So, Paul, you're a you're a man after my own heart. Uh, my longtime listeners know one of the first and longest advertisers I've had here, Covercraft. Used their products since high school. Uh, what you just said is exactly true, and I got to plug the pitch because I'm gonna I'm gonna do you proud here, Paul, and be the sales guy. Covercraft. If you use the code Yeah Twenty One, you get ten percent off. So buy yourself a new set of floor mats. You know what I've done? I keep my cars a long time, and every couple of years I buy a new set of floor mats, whether I need them or not. It just makes the car feel new. It makes it look new. And your example there is brilliant. Buy a new set of floor mats and put it in that car before you take pictures and sell it because that person buying it will go, man, this person really loved this car. And you'll get a little extra money. You'll get that money back. I guarantee you. And you know what? Buy a car cover while you're at it. Yeah, 21. Use that code. Are you proud of me, Paul? 
You know what, Mark? I actually used that code and bought a car cover for what it's <laughs> well, my car. So. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Covercraft. Uh, I love Covercraft. I love them for a long time. They're a wonderful company. Paul, thank you for taking us on a very nice ride in the tipsy taxi today. How much fun we've had with you today. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You're welcome. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice in bringing scholarships technical education, and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future. Join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyad.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!